Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our new episode. I told you that I have a new theory regarding My Hero Academia. It's a little bit crazier than the other one, actually. But I needed to research some things before I could even start thinking about it, let alone put it out there. This theory is mainly about Tomura Shigaraki and his relationship to one for, uh, to All for One, and who the hell is All for One? Now, before I continue, if you haven't read the latest chapters of the manga, don't bother listening to this. There's gonna be, well, minor spoilers, and if they turn out to be expanded upon in the manga, which I think they will be in about three chapters, so there's gonna be like major spoilers so don't bother now if you had read the latest chapters you actually know that deku got to meet the previous users of the one for all in fact he saw some of them and he saw the past he saw the past with uh, the original one for all user and all for one it was kind of a seriously deep thing and we actually got to see the first user uh, to kind of interact with Deku and that was seriously weird it turns out that if Shinzo was to basically put Deku into that state once more he can actually talk to this guy and figure something else to be honest that's possible given the fact that when Shinzo did control Deku it was the users of One for All that freed him and saved him. So, it's possible that maybe Shinsu can actually help. Now, why is this so interesting to me and why did I bring Tomura and All for One here? The fact remains that if you all just, first of all, think about it, if Tomura is actually Nana Shimura's grandson, is it possible? Well... I did a little bit of a research. It may be possible. Bear with me. Now, the thing is that All Might, when he got uh, one for all from Nana Shimura, he was maybe, I don't know, 15 years old. He was a high schooler before graduating and stuff like that. And he was quirkless, apparently. So, uh, one thing that we can be sure is that he was 15 years old at the time. Nana Shimura's son might have been the same age so we're gonna go with both of them being 15 right now all might is about 45 maybe a little more of age like close to 50 we're not sure this is a guess so we're saying early 50s late 40s so i'm just going with 46 here if he's 46 years old and let's just say that nanashimura's son is the same age as all might this would mean that her son is also 45 but does this mean that he can have a son as well to which this son is now really really old now older than even Deku and the rest of the gang but yet he's very childish fact of the matter is that if we're thinking like that this means that if to uh, that Shigaraki is actually 20 Let's go with 20 for now. We decrease that number from All Might's age and Nana's son. It will be about 25. It's not 
unreasonable to think that he got married and had a child by the time he was 25. It's not unheard of. I have many friends who are like that. So this kind of, this timeline sort of thing does kind of confirm that, yes, he can actually be her grandson. That much is acceptable, okay? We come across this, we understand this. We're fine with that. Now, what is even more um, disturbing is that maybe Nana's Shimura's son is not the same age as All Might. He might actually be younger than All Might. If that's the case, then this would mean that this kid, at the worst case, I'm just going for the worst case, what, to, Tomura was born when this kid was 21. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, sure, Horikoshi just said that, you know, this is the grandson. He may have a plan. Maybe he just blurped it out in the manga, manga is now, and now he's thinking, oh crap, how do I make this right? If the aging difference is actually alright, then we come to another problem and something that makes this a little bit more interesting. Come to think of it, both Deku and um, our All Might were both quirkless before they had one for all. I'm inclined to believe that Nanashimura was also quirkless. Because the first user also was apparently quirkless. He had the power to give um, quirks to other people willingly, while All for One just got them from everyone else. Now, let's just talk about something else here. If we are to say that basically every single one of the users were kind of, you know, quirkless and they passed on what they had, it makes sense that, you know, one for all is at the state that it is. It's just a quirk. It's a very powerful quirk, by the way. But we haven't seen anything extraordinary that can be said that, you know, this is from another quirk. Maybe, maybe they had other users where they contributed, but I'm inclined to believe that everyone was quirkless. And that's how they became worthy of one for all. They thought that if you were quirkless and yet you had the qualities of a hero, you can use this quirk. This is my idea. It's much better than saying that somebody already has a quirk and now they're adding their quirk to this. Something that goes for Mimiro. Even though I think Mimiro would have been great as one of the users. So this is all that there is right now, but now think about something else. The person who gives one for all, uh, the first one for all user, the one for all, uh, was all for one. All for one can just take away quirks. We never heard that he was able to give it to somebody else. It was never even shown in action. Even if it is said that you know he can do this, we didn't see it happen. So why does why is this interesting? First of all. If he can't, I'm just going with this, if he can't actually, you know, take away quirks, uh, sorry, if he can't give quirks to every other person, then this means that, you know, uh, he's not the one who gave it to one for all. Think about it. He can take it away, but he can't give it to someone else. So who can? Well, I'm believing 
that the person that we think is one for all is the actual first user of one for all. Makes, makes sense to me at least. Why? Well, basically I think that the one for all that we had, the first user, was basically the all for one we know right now. Maybe he's having a problem with duality or something, but I think that he had the power to just basically give his power to um, other people. Now, think about this this way. If he can actually give powers to other people, this means that basically uh, he should do it willingly and stuff like that. Now, the one for all that we knew, the all for one that we knew that gave this power to one for all, gave this power to his brother apparently willingly. So now, switching places. The all-for-one that we think we know is actually one for all. He gave his brother the quirk. Then we have all-for-one. The quirkless brother who got the quirk from his brother. And now, this guy has a quirk. And can get more. That's his power. So now, the all-for-one, the basically bald, blind guy that we know, is actually the one-for-all that we thought he was, but is not. Now, to be honest, maybe... Now, I'm actually, you know, treading on a little bit of a thin ice here with the fandom. I may actually be wrong. Maybe the manga did state this, but the current consensus is that this guy, who we think as one for all got his quirk from his brother. I think that's impossible. If all for one was that powerful to get quirks and give quirks, then holy crap, he would have just given all of the quirks that he assembled to everybody else and killed All Might. But he only assembles. Now, to make it a little bit easier for you to imagine them all, I'm saying that the guy in the flashbacks that has long hair and Basically, uh, we never see his face. He's actually um, one for all who gave his power to all for one. All for one, on the other hand, I think instead of being the guy in the flashbacks that we see who was basically wearing a coat, is the other guy. Really confusing, huh? <laughs> But it's not that confusing, just switch the places. Just think about it this way, that the guy that we thought was one for all is actually all for one, and all for one is one for all. Now, what kind of a difference does this make? I'll tell you. If he gave that power to his brother, and his brother became all for one, the crazy guy we know now, it means that, of course, he kept on living and blah, blah, blah. One for all, on the other hand, gave that power willingly. When he gave that power willingly, he also gave up his power as well, if we are to believe that. This means that the all-for-one, the long-haired dude in one for all, is the original user and he passed down that power for some reason while gathering other powers. Maybe he was trying to make it even more powerful, but he couldn't. So, instead he went on to get other quirks because he didn't find this quirk to be good. 
I think that one for all actually works on how good a person is deep down. If they're actually a good person, they can use it to the fullest power. Their ideals and things like that, do I, I do think that, you know, help these guys. Now, think about it this way. If um, all, if, you know, one for all is alive within one for all as well, does this mean that, you know, he's alive in real life as well? I think he is. I actually believe that the all-for-one that we see is actually one-for-all, the first user. Why? Many reasons. Aside from the, all, all the confusing things I just told you guys, that how he's the one who can you know, give powers and not take away powers, the brothers' quirks were like this. This means that the all-for-one that we have killed his brother all-for-one to get some other quirk from him as well, and now he's claiming to be all for one. Seemingly endless power with all the quirks that he can get, it also seems that he's not really efficient in using that many powers as well. Because with all that powers, I think that it would, it would have been possible to kill All Might on the spot. He couldn't, which shows inexperience a little bit, even though he has all of those quirks. Second thing that I think really talks about how this guy actually might be one for all's first user and creator probably is that he knows all the users without having any evidence. He knew Nanashimura was the user. Of course, we think that all for one since he gave the power to his brother, his brother passed it down, of course he can tell, but I don't think that's the case. I think since he is one for all, he has access to all, one for all, and he knows all of them. Next one on the list is that he knows Midoriya is the next user. How do you even know that? You haven't met the kid. All you heard were descriptions. Aside from your wild guesses that he can make, I think that he actually can see within one for all, and he probably did when Midoriya went into that state with Shinzo. Now... <laughs> this can be something like Voldemort and Harry Potter connection, where Harry Potter was a horcrux, so that you know, Voldemort could feel and understand where Harry was at certain times and things like that. If it's like that, I'm actually fine with this. It's actually a cool concept that hasn't been used very much in anything. If he's like that, then of course he knows Midoriya. And then he says, I hate you, All Might. He hates him, he loathes him, because he has changed what he wanted to do. I believe that if he is the actual one for all, he might have, you know, had some other plans for the quirk, and the way All Might handled it as being a good person is what, you know, made things more difficult for him. Also, Nana being also a good person. Now, this is where it gets tricky. This means that if Nana was a good person, and we know she was, and he hated her for that, this means that this wasn't the plan for one for all as a quirk. This means that every other previous user was a bad guy. Maybe they weren't capable of using it to the full extent. That's why they're not everlasting. <laughs> I think all for one, or basically one for all, he knows that these guys are destroying his quirks simply because they're good 
and he wants to take the cork back to somehow you know make it even more evil to give it to Tomura Shigaraki. This is where it's getting even better. Tomura Shigaraki, regardless of his quirk, which I think is basically stupid, it's very close range in combat. He kept saying that you are my next, my next uh, guy. You're coming after me. You're gonna be my successor. That was a cool thing to say to Tomura from his perspective. But what he meant was, I'm gonna use you for this quirk. Now, remembering one of the flashbacks in the anime and manga where the apparent all-for-one is putting his hand on his brother's face and you know, giving him the quirk. He also has long hair. See anything resembling that with Tomura? He also has long hair, probably the same color as the first one-for-all user. And he has a, a hand on his face at all times. He doesn't live without it. This makes me think that all for one that we know, in other words, aka one for all, <laughs> it's getting really confusing, huh? He actually wanted to raise Tomura as himself, as the brother, so that, you know, he can live to those standards. And when the time came, the quirk that he gave his brother and he kept passing it down, you know, basically all for one, the original one for all user, and the brother kept passing it down, I think that uh, he's trying to make Tomura Shigaraki, his dead brother, to make him use one for, uh, one for all to the most evil uh, person in the world, to the most evil thing that can be there. It means that, you know, one person with one for all who's using it for good, the other one is using it for evil. Serious clash. I think that's what's happening here. He's trying to use Tomura as a way to make this quirk of his more powerful through evil. And we know based on anime rules, this is very much possible. So, that's, that's my theory right here. I think that even though there might be a chance that Tomura isn't Nanashimura's grandson, given this age difference, there's a good chance that he actually is. And I think that, you know, All For One targeted this kid. He killed his parents from spite of, you know, basically it's Nanashimura. And then when he saw that this guy also had a child, he took him in, he got reminded of his brother, helped him grow up to hate All Might, so that when he gets his hands on One For All, then he might be the perfect successor to himself. I think All For One has complete, total control over what happens in One For All. He knows everything. I think that maybe in one of the flashbacks, we'll actually see that the guy... Uh, that we all think is all for one is actually one for all and we see that the other guy is basically all for one so this means that the suited guy in the flashbacks is dead and the long hair guy will be revealed as the original one for all user or all for one 
This means that the brother in the flashbacks is completely irrelevant to the story now. And it will be a huge twist. You ever wonder why, you know, this guy kind of doesn't have any hair or eyes? I think that's why. Because if he had that hair, he every single one of us would have guessed that, hey, this guy is actually one for all. Next thing that is very weird is how he's channeling himself with Tomura. He's actually channeling himself within him. He's even making Tomura look like him. So I think that's what's happening. I think that you know he's there, he wants his cork back because he wants to use it for complete evil, and he knows the potential that this thing has, hence why he hates All Might for using it for good and peace. Same thing why he hates or better yet loathes Nanashimura. I know it is confusing, but TLDR <laughs> the thing is that in the flashbacks we see two people. The guy in the suit, I think, is irrelevant. He's one for all who passed the quirk. The quirkless brother was all for one who could get quirks. So he gets the quirk. He can't use it as well as he must. He gives it on. He passes it on, but yet tries to get other quirks. Whereas the other brother who can only give quirks is dead. Well, of course, this doesn't make sense to many of you. You'll be thinking, like, if his power is only giving quirks, isn't this stupid power? Isn't it like, what the hell kind of a power is this? If he can just give, you know, quirks, how can he get one and then give it away? He's definitely all for one. I'll say this to you. He had one for all. He obviously had it. He gave it to his brother willingly because he could. He was a good brother. The all-for-one brother got the quirk because he could also get it from someone. So when he gets it, he doesn't like it, he gives it to someone else. Or he can't use it. So then he goes on a rampage to collect as many quirks as possible. That's my idea. But however, this theory does stand even if we say that all-for-one is still all-for-one and that theory part is not true. The other thing that I think is true is that Tomura Shigaraki is being groomed to be just like the brother that he lost and that he wants to use one for all for evil. That's why he hates the previous two users of one for all because they used it for good. That's my idea. Because I don't think Tomura has anything else that makes him really capable as a villain. He's even a child. He has good ideas now, but recently in the manga he hasn't been that active. But imagine him having one for all. It would be devastating. Since he's very powerful, he can charge into enemy and use his quirk, which was basically destroying somebody's body with just touching it, not overhaul. <laughs> so this means that you know he will be really powerful. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me today on this episode. Tell me what you think. Of course, these are all theories. I can be proven wrong. I always have very wild theories. So thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any thoughts, do tell.